Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Caught Offside with Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Caught offside from just outside of New York City and from the Jersey Shore, Andrew Gunling and J.J. Devaney. It's early on a Sunday morning. How does it feel to have your Sunday ruined before it's even had a chance to begin? What's up, brother? Oh, my God. To uh, to start the day with such a sense of ennui is unbelievable. I uh, absolutely put through the ringer, as everybody else was, by the U.S. women's national team. And you thought... You thought just at the end they'd pull it out and this would have all been worth it. But no. Not in the cards. Not in this tournament. Not not in this tournament. Where where to begin? There's obviously a lot. There's a lot to digest here. There's this game itself. There's the penalty shootout. There's what this all means. The U.S. crashing out as the number one team in the world in the round of 16, the earliest they've ever gone out in a World Cup. Um, back-to-back major tournaments, if you look at this tournament and the last Olympics, as true disappointments. Uh, this one, perhaps, I mean, thinking back on the the history of this of this team, this is, I think we've just witnessed the most disappointing tournament they've ever had. I think we've just witnessed yes. the most disappointing moment they've ever had. I, I This was... You know, they've lost big games before. There's there's no question about that. But to do it in this fashion at this stage of a tournament, um, I I think this is I think we're kind of wading in some uncharted waters here with the with the US women's national team uh, on a morning like this. This is this is feelings and, and stuff around this program that we haven't really felt or seen before. Yes, and to quote Peep Show as we regularly do on the podcast, we are staring into the abyss. We have moved to the abyss we are having our mail forwarded to the abyss this is not uh, <laughs> usual i'm not saying these things can't happen of course they have we've had we've had disappointments watching our respective national teams and and sometimes they surprise you like this morning um i listened to vlako andonovsky the u.s women's national team manager after 
the game and he spoke about the pride and um, the determination and the grit and, and how proud he was of his team. And, and those are all things he's going to have to say now, mm-hmm. but they matter not a jot. This was, this was terrible. This was abject to dominate a game as much as they did to keep the third best team in the world under wraps to the extent that they did. And I don't care how good Musevich played in goal. And well, I actually do care because she was brilliant. But even that aside, the fact that they didn't win it in normal time and then they didn't win it in extra time. And if anything, in the second half of extra time, they looked as if, well, resigned to the fate of penalties. When, when to my eyes, Sweden were on the ropes. Mm-hmm was is just disastrous i text you and i i felt that this was unnecessary this defeat is unnecessary such now, an unnecessary is it's we- such an interesting word to use isn't it isn't it that was completely unnecessary but it felt that way because um i mean did you hear black stenius's name apart from when she was substituted and maybe a couple of touches not really um sweden were so limited in what they could do. And the US played in a much better system, a system that worked uh, more effectively uh, with the two at the base of the midfield. Um, there was, they never, they were never overran. Uh, Lindsay Horan looked, looked dominant down the right side. Trinity Rodman did really well, considering she wasn't feeling 100% uh, from what we hear. And then Lynn Williams came on and absolutely torched the, the left-hand side of the Swedish defence. Mm-hmm. How how are you? How are you not coming away with a goal here? How are you not scoring a goal? And then, and we will get to it. The, and I, I have to be careful with the language I use here because I know she's beloved and hated in equal measure. But I, um, I do not understand the substitution, the introduction of of Megan Rapino, apart from the fact of legendary status. She brought absolutely nothing to that team. And then if anything, she hampered the team um, when she came onto the field. A substitution that didn't make sense. Kelly O'Hara again to come on to take a penalty and to take the penalty that she did take. Oh, oh, just all wrong. Everything just just went wrong. Yeah. Um, let, let's start at the end and then we'll work okay. our way back and, and dive deeper into some of the game. But I think... I think right now, all of America, everyone who woke up early to watch this one, or everyone who just woke up and there were and it just happened to be in penalties as you as you were waking up, um, I think everyone is still s- just stunned by not not just the loss itself, but the way the way that the loss happened in yeah. that penalty shootout. I mean, look, penalty shootouts by their nature are dramatic. They're like even the most even the most dull penalty shootout is going to be the most dramatic moment of your day. Like that's it's just... set up to be dramatic. Yeah. It's a Jerry, it's the soccer's version of Jerry Bruckheimer. There has to be drama. Right. And yet even by, even by penalty shootout standards, I think other, other penalty shootouts would have watched this penalty shootout and thought, Whoa, that was something I've never yeah. seen one like that. I mean, it had, it had everything like it had, you know, I, I always think about when, when a team has a chance to win on a penalty and a keeper dives the wrong way and you miss, I, I always, my mind immediately goes back to the John Terry penalty miss against Manchester United in the Champions League final. And 
the U.S. had that opportunity um, with Sophia Smith, a player that I think you would, you know, probably a player that you would want in that in that position. Now we'll talk about her game. I thought she had a, a bad game. I thought she had a genuinely bad I, game. I thought so too, and I wonder if. I mean, we know she's technically good, but she has had a tournament of rough touches and yeah. rough touches in big moments. And I wonder, and, and that can often happen when you tighten up, when you're nervous. But ultimately, I mean, look, you're five, you're five in, you know, so now with a chance to win, I guess if I've got my pick of who's there, you want one of your strikers to be taking that kick, somebody who is one of your best goal scorers. Yeah. Um and so it, it's the player I would have wanted in that situation. She misses it uh, with the key. Like I said, with the keeper going the wrong way, she just puts it off frame. I saw a statistic, JJ, that um, I'll, I'll find who it was that tweeted this in a sec. But um, the U.S., I think it was from OptiJack, the U.S. Uh, had missed the target with only one of its first 26 penalties in major tournament shootouts before missing the target with three of their last four against Sweden. I mean, this is stuff that doesn't happen. So you have that. But then on top of it, th- then we resume. Now we're into, I mean, th- this will eventually go down, or now will go down as the longest penalty shootout in Women's World Cup history. JJ, to have a penalty shootout in a major tournament end like that, I don't even know what to say. Alyssa Nair making a save and then the ball floating up in the air and crossing the line by a millimeter, a half a millimeter, to, yeah. to the point where when you look at the, like, you know, the, the zoom in on the ball, I can't, I trust it. I, I think we've all learned that this technology is trustworthy. And and if they say it's a goal, I'm going to say it's a goal. Like, I'm not going to fight this. I'm not going to say that there's a conspiracy or contra- it's not controversial. Okay. But having said that, when they showed it, I, I had to get, I had to walk up to like my face, my nose pressed against the TV to try to see the daylight between the ball and the line. I mean, it was, it's that close. I've never seen, I've never seen a penalty shootout like this. It was, I mean, it was exhilarating, but in, in the worst possible way for an American fan and for the best possible way for a Swedish fan, this, this was incredible. There is, I think in the, the early stages of YouTube, there was a video posted of a game I, I don't know where it was. I think maybe it might have been somewhere in some Asian league. And they go, it's a penalty. And the goalkeeper um, <laughs> the goalkeeper saves it. But, but he gets up and celebrates as the ball is still hopping. And it spins into the net behind him. And the referee signals goal. And I used to think it was so, so utterly ridiculous that I was never sure if it wasn't made up or not. Um, and today's one was... I mean, Lena Hurtig, the way she celebrated after that penalty, <laughs> it was a shocker of a penalty. I actually, I don't want to be too hard on a listener because she made saves and she went and scored a penalty herself, but she should have saved that anyway. She should have kept that out. In fact, she dived beyond it and that's why she didn't get a, a good enough of a hand and it spun back into the net. Um, but even in the penalties, like, my um, my girlfriend Darcy was so mad with me because I kept saying, you know, even Rapino, even Rapino, I said she will score this. It's twelve yards. I like I had all I could see was a succession of glum faced Scandinavians who I had no faith in scoring, and a succession of Americans who 
because I know more about them as players. Like I never thought for a second that Lindsay Horan was going to miss. Um, and Mewis's penalty was emphatic. But um, yeah, it was absolutely bizarre penalties. And I, I, and I give I, you credit. I was nervous for every single one of them. For every single oh, one of them. I, I mean, maybe that's part of my own situation my own issues to work through um that's your psyche my friend inherent anxiety um but like i I, you know even lindsey horan who had a i mean we can go through some of the players and what we thought of their tournaments ultimately i don't know if many players on this u.s team had what they'd consider to be a good tournament but i do think lindsey horan was one of them but when she stepped up for her penalty i was thinking about her miss in the champions league and you know do do moments like that come rushing back to a player um you know her penalty miss in the champions league was what she buried it I, i i so, you know, so does does a player think about those past re- relatively recent misses in a moment like that? It didn't affect her. Um, you know, when Mewis stepped up, you know, she just she was just brought on. Is this are we sure this is OK for her? It was for Kelly O'Hara. It wasn't by the finest of margins. I mean, fine margins is really what's going to define this game. David Priest, uh, goalkeeping expert that he is, a guy who we love to reference on this podcast, he he was watching this as well. He he tweeted afterwards. Nothing sums up the fine margins of goalkeeping like the end to that penalty shootout. I mean, it's it's one of the finest margins I think we've ever seen in the history of the penalty shootout. And for it to occur on that kind of stage is, uh, I think, for a lot of American fans, it's just kind of hard to to wrap your minds around. I'm I'm clearly still grappling with it. As yeah, and, and the game just having ended. Yeah, and and I think I know I'm the man who says there's no deserve in soccer, and there really isn't. Just you, you either get it or you don't. It comes your way or it doesn't. You make it happen or you don't. Like, I, I really do believe that. But, like, forget the pen. I know we're starting at the at the end, and I, I understand. But, like, for us to be sat here talking about hard luck story and penalties on basis of that 120 minutes is absolutely stunning to me. It, it, it's, it's crazy. It should never, ever, ever have gotten that thing. Well, so should we leave the penalty shootout? The, the last question I had for you about well, the no, penalty let's, shootout. Well, no, let's just a co- just a couple of things. Um, I I don't I don't know why Kelly O'Hara is taking a penalty that late. Now, why is the goalkeeper taking the one before her? I, I'm I'm presuming in training, they've done their practice, they've done their work, and these are the people who consistently score. And I suppose I can't argue with that logic too much, but I felt it was bizarre to see Kelly Hart taking one and to, to do it in the fashion that she did with such a, a blasé open out her body strike that hits the outside of the post was uh, you can say well she sent the goalkeeper the wrong way yeah she put it the wrong side of the post too so um that kind of that kind of shocked me a little bit um I mean Megan Rapinoe's miss was in keeping with her tournament mm-hmm. and I don't want to criticize but I will Megan Rapino, but allow me to criticize us first. We went blindly into this without really asking some questions about why Rapino's in this squad. Because she's washed. She's absolutely finished. Now, I looked, if, if you look at, I mean, I think she's only featured in nine games in the NWSL this season. I think if you look generally since 2019, the the amount of club games she would have played would pale in to in comparison to her compatriots. Um, I suppose we'll talk more about her coming on in the context of the game. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll park 
maybe I'll criticize myself for not asking the harder questions about why Rapino's in the squad at all in the run up to this tournament. Um, but I guess I did what Vacqua did and I assumed she still had some kind of powers left and, and she has nothing. Yeah, I mean, certainly on, yeah, I, I, it's hard to across disagree. The, across the games, it's it's over, over, absolutely should not have been in the squad, contributed nothing. Um, yeah, it was a rough tournament for her to go out on uh, and a, certainly a, a rough finish. I mean, she came on as a sub in this game and you know her set pieces were, they just weren't there. Uh, obviously her penalty. But considering... And considering how good the set pieces had been, like we, we were consistently, we were getting it into the box, we were causing problems, we were winning headers. The fact that she comes on and she automatically takes them. And in that second half of extra time, we had a free kick late on. Or where was it? In the, it was to, maybe towards the end of normal time. Free kick late on. And she's taken it and she, she just can't get it far enough. Everyone's lined up in the box for a delivery. And we saw against the Dutch how dangerous we can be from set pieces. When all else is failing, we can we can deliver a set piece, but she can't anymore. So why like why give her that responsibility when she comes onto the field? And and it just felt just felt in, indulgent and by Vladko, not her. Um, you know, here you go, have a cameo. Not not capable, and not capable in general play either. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's talk about the game now. We're kind of getting into it anyway. Um, there's, there is a little bit of an irony here that when the U.S. finally played, I think what we would have to call their best game of the tournament so far, um, that's the game that their tournament ends. Yeah, that, that's a little, it's a little bit hard to stomach that. It's, it's a tough thing to swallow that, you know, when, when it all felt like, okay, it is, there are certain elements here that are starting to click in a way that we had not seen in the group stage. Um, and now it ends. We'll never know where that we'll never know where that would have gone, what that might've led to further down the line in this tournament. If this might've been the beginning of this team starting to figure it out, we won't know. And, and we'll, we're kind of left with this idea that this team just was not, just was not good enough. I mean, we spoke before this tournament started and we said, okay, this, there's a lot of great players here. Like we think that this team is going to go deep. We think that they're going to win this entire thing. However, we did say and emphasize that if there was going to be a weakness in this squad, it's that, well, look at look at the last 20 games or so, whatever it is that they've played. Um, they don't score a ton of goals. It's just not right now. It's not in the DNA of this team. And the players who do score those goals are not coming to this tournament because of injury. And yes. you kind of hoped that that wouldn't rear its head. Um, or if it did, they'd be able to make up for it with their defending, um, you know, find ways to exploit mistakes from other teams and pounce on those kinds of errors rather than necessarily need to create on their own. None of those things happen. I mean, the, the defending was good. JJ, this the U.S. is exiting this tournament. They conceded two shots on target the entire tournament. So, like, you know, we're, we're going to rip them and say that they're not good enough. But there are elements of this that said, well, there was some dominance. I mean, to concede only two shots on target over the course of this tournament is is an achievement. They were not. It's not like they were being peppered with opportunity after opportunity. There were stretches, you know, against Portugal, there were stretches. But tonight against Sweden, who's one of the best teams in the world, Sweden weren't they, they weren't threatening in this game. Well, no, they weren't. Is there a better defender in the world than Naomi Gurma right now? I mean, I, I'd have to sit here and and. Right now, I would say like, no. Like the fact that this was her first tournament, 
um, if I was if I was listing the positives, the few positives there were to come out of this, she's probably number one on the list. Oh, she was spectacular. Every time the U.S. felt like maybe there's a chance of some danger developing here, there she was time and time again. And a great pass or two, breaking lines with her passes. Oh, yeah, yes. absolutely. Um, but, you know, it's it was goal scoring. I mean, the U.S., they did a lot of those things in the back. They they did well. They did not. Like I said, they didn't concede too many opportunities against them. Um, but they, they just can't find the back of the net. And like, I, I guess my question for you in talking about it is there's going to be a lot, you know, whenever, whenever a tournament ends prematurely, as this one did for the U.S., there's going to be a lot of tear it all down, let, you know, rebuild, whatever. Um, is that the case? Or was this a matter of maybe, maybe we just took for granted the fact that, okay, well, they're missing some of their best goal scorers, but it's the U.S. We're, we're so deep. Look at who these other players are. They're going to fill in. We'll be fine. They'll, they'll figure it out. Do we? I wonder if we took that for granted, and maybe we should have looked at Macario and Pew, even Press. You know, certain players not being there, and thought, "Ugh, this actually, this is actually going to be a lot more frightening than maybe we're giving it credit for." Um, to tear it all down. I mean, there's just natural uh, movement of players who are who are too old now who are moving on. That's that's there is a, a certain change in the guard there. We think. You know, Ertz, Crystal Dunn, obviously Rapino, all those are 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 going to be off the scene for and, the next week. And if we're talking about goal scoring, we have to say it, JJ. I know we love her. She's all of one of everybody's one of their favorite players of all time. Alex Morgan did not have a good tournament. She mm-hmm. didn't. She provided a few good passes, but in terms of being like when they needed a a a threatening presence up front, and you look to her as the leader and the most seasoned vet of that front line, she was not. I mean, she had a couple opportunities. I know in, in you know, early, what was it, the 96th minute, she, from a difficult angle, put one on target, but it was always going to be saved with ease. I mean, yeah, she did not have a good tournament when they really, really needed her to have one. No, and it was a concern we had going in because we said, well, she'll do the, the number nine link-up play, but if those around her aren't chipping in with goals, is she going to score enough? And she didn't. Um, Mike Goodman, who from CBS, who we regularly quote on the podcast, this is his take afterwards, and... I agree with elements of it. Uh, the U.S. women's national team just solidly outplayed the number three team in the world and lost because sometimes you lose. Time for a new coach because that's what you do after a t- disappointing tournament. And Vlako hasn't been all that good. But boy, am I not concerned about the talent level on this team. Interesting. Yeah. Now, I think when you look at, at the Mallory Swansons, when you look at the um, Katarina Macarios, then you add in... Like I thought Trinity Rodman was good tonight, Lynn Williams, all that. You, you can see a forward line formulating. Also, Alyssa Thompson, I'm glad that she was at this tournament to get a taste of it. She'll be 22 yeah. at the next World Cup. I think that's, you know, that's yeah. important. Yeah, so you see that and you feel you feel good about that. You definitely do. Um, however, uh, I think technically the we saw it in the in the Portuguese game. We definitely didn't see it tonight. I thought I thought Sweden were physical, um, athletic, but not necessarily technically as tight as some of the other teams we've seen in this tournament. But, um, you know, I think I think it's going to be much more challenging for the U.S. women going forward to win tournaments. It's not going to be um, the cakewalk out of the group stage into the final that it has been in years gone by. It, it will not be like that anymore. It's going to be much, much tougher because, and this is a good thing, the, the level of the women's game is improving rapidly and you would hope that the, the coaching in U.S. soccer circles remains 
state-of-the-art remains um, cutting edge. Um, and we, we, we continue to move with the, with the trends and, and, and produce the technical players that we need to do. But I do think that there is a, you know, Vlad Cole, we, I, I think it's clear now the things he got wrong. So, I mean, even some of them I agreed with on previous podcasts about his substitutions and that, but yeah, yeah. Go down with that ship. Would you? I, I can't. I, I guess I was wrong. I'm certainly wrong to I'm certainly wrong when I consider the, the substitutions tonight, but you know, like we'll move on. You have to say that there is, you can pick a team there, a squad that's, that's young and yet has enough experience in it where you're like, this, this team will be back. Definitely. Oh, oh yeah. Um, but but things were things were were not right for this tournament. I think they were learning on the fly. Um and they got it right tonight. But again, the goal scoring, massive, massive problem. And I do think that um the three up front was a mistake. The way he formulated the midfield was a mistake for those early games. And if he gets that right in the tournament, then I mean, actually I don't I don't know, like I was going to say you avoid Sweden. All right, big deal. Honestly, big deal. Sweden, Sweden were not a team after for this 120 minutes. Sweden were not a team that I was I would have been worried about avoiding. You know, the US just should have won the game, and they yeah. didn't. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, it's interesting because I, I keep thinking about that tweet you just read from Michael Goodman. Uh, Michael yeah. L. Goodman. That's that's a really interesting way of looking at it. I mean, it's certainly an optimistic view. Um, and I agree with that with a little bit with his sentiment and yours that this team, while the world has gotten better at this, there's no question about that. We've known that for not just this world cup, but even the last one too. Um, but the U S still, I agree with that idea that they are still among the elite. Like there's not, I don't, I'm not downgrading them. I just think that there are other nations that have joined up with yeah. that elite looks like, um, and I think it's, but, it's for, it's for the Macarios. It's for the, the, the Smiths, the, the well, that's Rodmans, probably that's probably the prove, difference to prove that they they are going to be that level. I mean, we can we can talk about their talent all you want and their potential, but they have to go and prove it now. You're right, well, but just, I, but I I'm, think there is that is some of the difference though is that maybe in the past we've we could lose some of our key players and it would be okay, and maybe this is sort of the the brave new world reckoning where. You can lose those players, but you will not be okay. It's going to. It will now be that much more difficult. Um, maybe this yeah. is a tournament where a lot of a lot of American soccer fans are going to have to come to understand that. Um, you know, but for whatever optimism there is leaving this tournament, I will say, if you told me coming in that the U.S. was going to win just one game in this World Cup and it was going to be against Vietnam, I would say, what? No, 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 no. No, that is bad. There's, there's been a mistake. There's been a mistake. Look, look, check that again. That can't be. I mean, like that's that is, that's this that, tournament. When you put it like that. That's that's it. That's glaring. Um, uh, Hercules Gomez disastrous tournament for Vladko. Historically disastrous. I mean, that is the the other way to look at this. Yeah, I mean they, you know, over their last three games now against the Dutch, Portugal, and Sweden. Two of those teams are among the best in the world, and the other one in Portugal seems to be a a, a true riser, an up and comer. Um, you know, the U.S. conceded just one goal. You know that is good. However, they scored just one goal. Like that is that's the other side of this. Um, and so that's I mean, right now that's 
that's the issue. I think that's I I just can't get away from that. Their, their inability to score goals. Um, tonight was the night where it felt like they they were there, um, but they they did run into an unbelievably hot goalkeeper who just, I mean, her save against Lindsay Horan I thought was one of the one of the saves of the tournament. Um, the I ball think, I think that, played across. I think that, yeah, that's the one because Ali Ragnar made the point. On, on commentary that with the other saves they were at her they were in a saveable range that chance for Horan where she's running across and she couldn't have caught it any better with her instep and it's just such a brilliant one-handed save by um by Musovic it was it was fantastic it really was and actually she made another huge one in 88 minutes but it in real time it looked huge but it's actually considering the save that she made on 62 uh, meant, sorry, excuse me, the save she made from Horan in, in the 53rd minute, the, the one on 88 minutes was fairly standard for her. The, head, the header from Morgan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she was I always, mean, she, she was always going to save that, I think. She's, yeah, it was a, a little central. I mean, it was, a, it was a very good save. Don't get me wrong. Um, sure. She had to react really quick. And obviously the pressure of that moment, it was, you know, her, the World Cup was on the line in that in that moment. Um, but yeah, maybe a little more centrally located than Morgan would have liked it. I mean, that was the key. You know, Trinity Rodman was threatening in the first half, but her attempts on goal, both very straight at the straight keeper. keeper. Um, yeah, it was really, I mean, the, the Musovic made, I think in the end, what was it? Five saves or six saves? I forget exactly. But really it was the the Haran one was was the one where you kind of walked away from that thinking, oh boy, how did, that was a missed opportunity. And the Morgan one was close, but yeah. And don't forget, uh, don't, we thought Musovic made a save it was the thirty third minute that header, but it was actually it just clipped the crossbar. Yeah, um, that was another another big chance, and and even I think it was the Lynn Williams strike late on, where Musovic makes the save and and Rapino is overshot. She's overran, so the ball spills behind her. I mean that could easily have been a tap in, easily. And then I think uh, Smith had a, I think it was a heavy touch, and the ball got cleared. I mean, that was a glaring opportunity. And and if, if the U.S. score one, that's it. Sweden aren't equalizing. Yeah, I mean, look, who knows? I don't know. You don't know how that changes the tenor of the game if the U.S. sit back and invite pressure. Um, but I will say, if this was like if this was the way Sweden wanted to play it, like they kept talking on the broadcast, Sweden, like the way they play, they want to play on the counter. They're happy to, to cede possession. Um, I mean, uh, as okay, that's fine. But re- like, this is how you drew it up. I don't know if they could walk out of this one thinking, yep, that we had them right where we wanted them all throughout. Like, I don't think so. I don't think Sweden would walk away. I think Sweden would walk away from this breathing an enormous sigh of relief that, you know, and that, that happens in this sport. I'm not trying to have, not trying to sound like I have sour grapes or anything. We, you know, this, this is the way it goes. You could have said the U S were fortunate against Portugal. Uh, you know, maybe Portugal should have won that game. Sometimes that's just how the, this sport is. Um, but I don't think Sweden would say like, yeah, we played, we played our game. This went exactly the way we would have thought. No, I don't think so. I don't think so at all. I think that they were they were extremely fortunate to exit this one with the win, and that that makes it all the more difficult to stomach if you're an American fan. But sometimes that's how it goes. It's yeah, uh, um, it's tough. Megan Rapino speaking after 13 minutes ago, so we missed this. I saw her talk um, with Jenny Taft. I did see that. Yeah, I think this team has always fought for so much more, and that's been the most re- rewarding part for me, to know that we've used our really special talent to do something that's changed the world forever. Um, Would agree with those sentiments. I think, I don't know, just talking about the football tonight, 
I don't know if it's time to give ourselves plaudits. <laughs> well, for her, it's the end of her career. I understand. So I, her, I do her, understand she's going to look at it a little differently. I, I mean, did. I know Jenny Taft asked her about, you know, of your accomplishments, what stands out. And, and Megan Rapinoe said hearing the uh, the equal pay chants from the crowd after they won the last World okay. Cup. Um, so, you know, she's in a reflective moment. So I'm not going to hold anything sure, against sure. her that she says now. Um, yeah, I know. It's just, just not not the way she would have wanted to go to to go out, and not the way to deliver those comments um, after after a game like that. Yeah, I, she said she referred to it as like when when the interview with Jenny Taft started, she was emotional, um, mm. but she said you know for her this was almost like like dark comedy. She was kind of chuckling as she said it, but like missing a penalty as her final act. She's like it's it's like a dark comedy. Um, it is. So, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. And look, she didn't pick herself. She didn't put herself on the field. Um, those were decisions made by somebody else. So now it's over. It's over at the round of 16. It's the earliest the U.S. have gone out in a uh, in a women's World Cup, um, which is. Yeah, I mean, Golden. it's where we're it's where we're at right now. So. What are the ultimate takeaways here? I mean, I know we've been kind of dancing around some. I guess just in looking at some of, if we're going to try to to grab some positives out of this, like I said, I, Naomi Gurma, I think is is the top one. Um, whether it was through injury or circumstance, I don't know exactly, but the fact that she was able to showcase her skill in this tournament and kind of put the world on notice of just how great a, a defensive player she is, I think that was um, that was huge. That was huge, and it's and I think the U.S. now enter the next I don't know two three at, at least World Cups, knowing okay, well, um, we've got we've got that we we have one one spot nailed down. Things can change, new players will emerge, stuff happens, who knows? But I think leaving this tournament right now, you look at her and say, okay, well, this is there's something there for the next few World Cups to feel really good about. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think she's been the the shining star of the World Cup really for the US um, in a position that we were worried about and I think it's other positions now that we have to turn our attention to maybe the fullback position one of the fullback positions obviously center forward you know there's some question marks there yeah I mean again those question marks could be answered by players who who weren't here Um, it's always easy to say that but I think there's again, like Katarina Katarina Macario was the U.S.'s highest finisher for the the last Ballon d'Or. Like that, Mallory Swanson was scoring all their goals in the lead up to this tournament before she got hurt. Like I, I don't think that those things are just. I don't think you just brush those things aside. I think that we can now sit here and say that those things were more important than we initially realized. I no. don't think. I don't. I don't think that that's like. I do uh, I excuse do, making necessarily. No, I do agree with you, but there was enough there tonight. Um, there was enough there tonight to have gone through, despite the performance against Portugal, despite the performance against the Netherlands, despite only being being able to beat Vietnam. Um, there were things tonight that you saw, and tournament football is like that. It's every game is it's a new war, a new battle, and um, and the fact that the US couldn't get it over the line tonight is just going to be re- it's one one they left on the table, and and I get what people are saying. This was coming; they were poor, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You can't say that about tonight. What you can say is that the one major failing was they couldn't score. They ended up putting themselves in a position where where they would go to the, the lottery of penalties, if you will, and they, they came up without a ticket. 
that penalty shootout. I mean, like, if you were to draw up a, a more like losing on penalties is always cruel to have a tournament end for you on penalties. It's always cruel. I don't, I just don't know if I can think of a crueler way for something that's already cruel to go. Uh, yeah. There was layers of cruelness. Would you like extra cu- cruel with your penalty shootout? Yes, please. Um, I felt so bad for Alyssa Nera. I saw her interview after the match also with Jenny Taft and you know her attitude was, was a good one. Um, but you know, they were talking on the set afterwards and they said, you know, knowing Alyssa Nair, um, I forget who it was that was talking. Say a former teammate of hers said that she's played with her and no, and she is extremely hard on herself. Mm. That's for someone who is. I mean, all these players are. I don't think you get to this level without being like that. But for for Alyssa Nair to notably be hard on herself, that's going to be. A, I mean, that's just going to be a really difficult one to live with. A save that she should have made that she kind of did make, but just not just not cleanly enough i mean to, i don't know she's I, I don't know how long it takes for something like that to escape your mind i think that's something that she's going to be thinking about for a long time and she said so afterwards that this is not going to be something that just kind of like they forget about a week later like this is this one sticks with you um for a for a really a really long time i just i felt bad for her because uh, i overall i know there were a couple moments um, against Portugal, where she was a little bit shaky. But overall, I think you'd have to say it was a pretty good tournament for her, especially tonight. Uh, you know, Sweden are notable. They'd scored, what, four goals, I think, in the group stage on corner kicks. And they they are a known quantity when it comes to their uh, their prowess and set pieces and corners. And Nara looked ready for that. I mean, she attacked the ball well. I know early on she punched one clear. I think she she did a good job in preventing those opportunities from turning into something that could have been more dangerous. Um, so, you know, you can look at the shots on target and say, oh, she didn't have to face many. Well, some of that was because she was proactive and didn't allow those opportunities to develop into shots that would be on target. So, yeah, I think she, I think it's a good tournament for her. But for it to end like that, it's it's tough. I don't know how long it takes for, for a player to kind of move past an ending like that. That one lives with you for a while. It really does. <sighs> oh, man. Well, I'll say this, JJ. I know I had my uh, my my raving patriot moment when I when I challenged the world, I I said, everybody keeps saying that, you know, uh, we've caught up everyone. We've caught up to the U S the rest of the world is right there with them now. And I kind of said, well, then beat us like enough, like then, then beat us. If that's the case, technically that is still true because these do go down as draws, I believe. Uh, so the U S does exit this tournament unbeaten. So what is that tweet, that classic tweet from drill? Um, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not owned. I'm not owned. I continue to insist as I slowly shrink and transform and transform into a corn club. Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. That's you right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to cling to that as long as I possibly can. Still unbeaten. Take that, world. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have too much. I, I don't have too much else on this. I think ultimately Vladko will be relieved of his duties i think that that's probably something that's it's part of the national healing as they say jj oh god are we doing this now i think as part of the national healing he will probably be sacrificed and and lose his job um i mean like you said of national healing yeah it was it was not a good tournament for him um he was missing players maybe that he would have liked, but there's still a lot of great players there. The substitution stuff is always going to be a thing. Maybe it took him too long um, 
to adjust. I mean, I know you called it out during the group stage that three up front was just not working for this team. Um, maybe he stuck with that for too long. There's, there's, there's just not, if you're going to say, okay, well, he, he should keep his job. You have to, you have to be able to point to something. Um, if the only thing you can point to was, well, he didn't have all the players there that he wanted. Uh, yeah. Uh, that is something, like I've said, I've spent a lot of time already on this podcast and others saying that they're missing key players, but like a lot of teams are England are, you know, and look at them right now. Now we'll see how their next game goes, but you know, in the moment, as time, as of recording this podcast, they're flying. And currently, I believe, I think I saw that they are now the favorites, considered the favorites to win this thing. Um, if that's the, if that's what you point to and say, that's why he should keep his job, that's not enough. It's just not. It's not a reason. Um, so um, I think we've probably seen his last game as, as manager of this team. He was a nice man, and it didn't work out for you. So he, he can continue to he can continue to be a nice man. I don't think we need to say was. He is a nice man. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, but I'm... we're not going to keep thinking about him after this happens, are we? Speak for yourself. I, I'm <laughs> going to I'm going to check in on him daily. I'm going to correspond and make sure that he's hanging in there, doing all right. Yeah, I should mention if we're talking about keepers, just a slight divergence quickly. Uh, Van Domselaar had an absolute belter of a game against South Africa in uh, in a match that really. Um, the Dutch made heavy weather of and, and the South Africans were very, very good in. That was a fun one last night. Last night? Was it last night? I don't know. Maybe it was. Yeah, it's it was, a, right? The space-time continuum is destroyed by these these kickoff times. Yeah, yeah. I should say, too, go, in terms of Latko, you know, also, like, it does bear mentioning, was was the manager of the Olympics where the U.S. Mm-hmm. had to settle for bronze. It's just, yeah, it's uh, there's almost no sense in going on about it. Like, I think... The, <laughs> I think we all know what's what's about to happen here. Um, so it's it's going to be a tough L for him to take, a tough way to go out with with some of these things on his record with this with this team. Not good, not good. We'll see where they go from here. Um, you have much else, JJ? I mean, we'll we're we're going to have a couple pods next week um, as we'll kind of shift into you know we'll we'll continue obviously to follow this World Cup all the way through. Um, but the Premier League starts next week, so we'll have a couple pods getting ready with our Premier League preview. But we'll, I'm sure as the days go on and we'll kind of the dust will settle of this, we'll have a chance to kind of gather more thoughts on this and and a little more perspective that we'll get to during the week. But in the immediacy, the aftermath of this, you have anything else glaring that you wanted to mention? No, I don't think so. I, I think I've I'm sh- slowly but surely going to have to tune my brain into a Premier League mode. Yeah. Yeah, I, because of this, like it's it's it, the Premier League is usually something that we're you know we're counting down the days like weeks and weeks in advance. This World Cup has has made that not the case, at least for me. I've been so kind of like single minded in, in my focus on this with the U.S. women. Um, so now we there's always something. There's always something right over the horizon. The horizon is never far away in this sport as it is in some others. There's always a next thing, but. Uh, I don't know. Sitting here right now, like with this game just having ended, I feel like those things don't matter quite as much to me. They will as we go through this week, but right now I'm just not there yet. Just, just bummed. Was not ready for this to be for however disappointing this tournament had been for the U.S. For however, you know, today aside because they they did play well, but like they have not been fun to watch. Setting my alarm to wake up early against Portugal and and watch that, like it has not been a fun tournament, but. That doesn't really help in these moments, you know, when, when a tournament ends prematurely. It's still, you're still 
mad. You're still disappointed. Not not ready for these for these games to be over. The excitement of it, the fun of it, like it's it's a bummer. It just is you, a bummer. You're, you're an event junkie, and and the event has been taken from you. Yeah, yeah. I suppose that's a good way of putting it. Uh, we will be back. Like I said, we'll have some pods coming up for you uh, during the week to get ready for the Premier League. Of course, we've got our ten big questions that we'll go through. Uh, we'll make our predictions. I think JJ, a mailbag, correct? will be in order with all whatever questions you guys have out there. So animals on Reddit um, start, you know, if, if there's a thread that gets created with some questions for the Premier League preview, um, we'll be happy to, to sort through as many of them as we can on Twitter or X, whatever it is as well at CO soccer pod. So we'll, we will get back into the flow of, uh, of the Premier League, but right now, nah, nah, nah. Let's, let's sit with this a while as they say. Yeah. Um, so that's it. The U S women, their world cup has come to an end, a, uh, a nil nil defeat where they lose on penalties five, four to the Swedes bummer, just a bummer. Try to enjoy the rest of your Sundays as much as you can. And then try to kind of pick yourself back up and enjoy the rest of this tournament. Because I will say this tournament has been a lot of fun, this aside, and there's still going to be a lot of great games to be had. And we'll, we'll follow this all the way through. Cause it's, it has been fun and we will, we will find a way to sort through the rubble of this and see the fun of the rest of this tournament the best that we can. I got nothing else. JJ, to you, I say... Thank you later, fun boy. I'll see you. Take care. You've been listening to the Caught Offside Soccer Podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 